0: Hi everybody, the NFL draft is over. We are going live tonight talking about the ramifications from the draft, also best ball landing best ball strategy, landing spots for the rookies. And Todd from PA and I are gonna meet for the first time, even though we've been drafting together all winter and spring. Time for the deep end.
1: So, That's a killer open, guys.
2: It's the, <laughs> it's, the, it's the deep end pod. Come on.
1: I mean, literally, if
0: you know, yeah, shark, it literally <laughs> is killer. Literally. We're all, we're all prey when you think about it. So, it's true. Let's, let's start with branding. So, Todd, you're in these drafts. You're Todd from PA. I'm like, okay, I recognize that. I recognize that. There are a few guys you see the same names most of the time, or they. They name their team. They vary a little bit based on how many drafts it is or what month it is. I don't know. I'm not that uh, savvy. I guess I'm just thinking of whatever comes to mind or a theme. I'm naming teams after hats, which is better. Like, so you want to be sort of this is you, this is my group of teams. Do you ever think about varying it? That you used to, which is better.
1: I've gone back and forth a few times on it. And ultimately, I think I'm known for being a high-volume best ball player. And the only downside to letting people know who you are is if they're smart, they can see who you draft and who you don't draft. But if you look at my theory on exposure, it's very hard to snipe me because I don't – you know, my best two years playing best ball – I did 200 drafts and I didn't have more than 23% of any one player. So two years in a row, I had a f- 21% and a 15% win rate. So I, uh, uh you know, those years, so I, I'm not as worried about getting sniped and I think I might be able to get in people's heads with them seeing me that it's me.
2: Yeah. I do the same thing. Like I'm, I'm, I'm draft guy in the draft rooms. Um, it's probably smarter, at least when you get to the high stakes stuff, uh, to not do that. But uh I like to strike fear into the high stakes, my I
1: I didn't. You know what I, I mean? I named my football <laughs> guys team. Uh I even went in and changed my username because unless you change your username, people can still find can who still you see. are. So yep.
2: yeah. Yeah, I did stuff it for, right there.
1: I decided to do it for the football guys. Um, you know, it's three hundred and fifty dollars instead of thirty five. And I'm not looking as much for exposure uh, because I'm only going to do 10 or so of those. So I'm a little, I I like to be a little more incognito in
0: those. I like it. So today is May 4th as we're talking. How many drafts have you done and how do you decide, Todd, how to space them out? Because I think for myself and maybe for a lot of people, you're just more, more the type to be like, okay, well, I'm not doing anything tonight. What's in my account? Is there a draft that's almost ready to start? Let's go. But I imagine to be like really sharp at this, you'd be more sort of measured and uh, do more preparation in terms of what you pick to what you choose to play in.
1: There's two main thoughts that that's a good question. And there's two main thoughts that go into how I do that. The first one is that have you ever been in one or two drafts and they're moving so slow that you want to kill yourself? (laughs) <laughs> I, I want to be in enough drafts at all times that I don't notice if one's going slow. All right. The second thing is after doing 200 and 250 the last couple of years, I'm a little burnt out. So I, I, I checked that inward clock. And so where those couple years I was doing 10 to 15 at a time, right now I'm more at about seven or eight. And it's kind of a nice balance of Uh, You know, kind of like the three little bears, not too little, not too many, just right. Do you play only at FFPC? No, I I mean, I play fanball. In fact, when I was doing 200, I was playing it uh, a lot more at fanball. But I've really become entranced by the 28 rounds and the different ways you can build on the FFPC. I also was having some trouble with fanball, getting emails. And I can't play underdog in Pennsylvania, and DraftKings isn't out yet. So I'm up to like, if you've noticed that I number my teams, I just signed up for number thirty of the thirty-five, and I'm up to, and I got one or two 77s. There
2: you go. Yeah, you're in so many, and that's you know, it's 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 great how you do all those. You don't have to really keep track too much during the season. So Todd, one of the oh, things I, I always I, like-
1: I keep track of my exposure. I keep track of one of my one of your best friends if you're gonna do and I know you wanted to talk about this at some point. One of your best friends if you are gonna do a lot of best ball is Rotoviz. Uh, their tools are just phenomenal. There might be other ones, but I started with Rotoviz. I'm familiar with them. Sometimes I'm actually going there for every pick. And other times I get lazy, but at least once a week I'll check my exposures because it's very easy you think you have so much of a certain guy or, you know, uh, and, and you don't. So I think it's important to, to keep it, keep your finger on the pulse.
2: Yeah. And that's perfect uh, transition. Cause that's what I wanted to ask you. Like Rotovis is good for that. And like I said, and like you said, we'll get into kind of where you, uh, uh, kind of all the, the things you rely on and, and all your favorite stuff in a little bit. But so, Best ball exposure, you know, I I can find my exposure, you know, it's on, um, I track mine on draftsharks.com, you can find it on Fantasy Mojo, FFPC, but what does it mean? Like, I'm looking at a number, 20% of a guy or 15% of a guy, what is it, you know, what's good, what's bad, what type of exposure are you looking for uh, in the different rounds or even if you want to break it down to even the different positions?
1: Well, it it all comes down to my theory, I'm a tier-based drafter right? Okay. You hear a lot about theories, right? You know, well, you should do this, or you should do that. I, use, you know, like, uh, make sure the, you know, uh, you stack. Well, I, I like stacking, I think there's an advantage to it, but I'm not going to drop a tier to make a stack, right? I, I You know, any value you're going to get out of that stack, you're giving away by dropping a tier. Yeah. That being said, within a tier, why not mix up your exposure? Because the one thing that will kill you more than anything else, if you look at uh, a projection for a certain wide receiver that you like, and let's say he's projected to score 200 points this year, the guy that you're not as high on is projected to score 180 points. (laughs) The difference between that over 16 weeks is negligible. But Seventeen now. If you have thirty-five percent of the guy you like and four percent of the guy you don't, and the thirty-five percent guy gets hurt in week one, you know, all and it's an early round pick. Now you're already you're gonna struggle to be profitable just because you decided to go all in on a guy who's projected to score one and a half more points a week than another guy. So I will rotate through my tier to keep my exposures. Uh,
0: reasonable so that I am backstopping against injury. I'm glad we're talking about this too. You said how this is not a, maybe that was before we went live, but you said this is not a a discussion that you're finding in many places. And I agree with that. And I'm often asking this question. Last year, (laughs) in my case, James Robinson was somebody that I had read on right about now after the draft, like this guy's good. The problem is, an undrafted running back almost never makes the team, but he is good enough to make the team. They have four net. So I started drafting a lot of Robinson, and I got into like the beginning of August, Todd, and I'm like, I'm already, it's a long shot. Like, I, I got to stop. But my bigger leagues were then, and I was like, I was the one guy in the world actually actively avoiding James Robinson in August. Like, there's just well, no one else who was doing that.
1: You know, and and see, that is another really important thing, right? You don't want to be too smart for your own good, and and we all have, fall into that at times, right? That's why we do this. We think we're smarter than everyone else, right? I mean, and that we're trying and we're out there trying to prove it. And you know, when you think about the amount of money that we we grind playing best ball, it really is a lot more about trying to prove yourself than it is to, you know, you know, you're not going to, I mean, you're not going to retire on your best ball winnings, right? Unless you're playing a DraftKings tournament. So I am much less concerned when I, you know, have, you know, like Robinson, if I wish I was like you smart enough to get a lot of shares early, but it's hard, right? One of the things you find is, it's really hard to pay third round or fifth round or eighth round for a guy that you've been getting in the 13th, you know, up until July, right? So it's a balance, but, I, you know, I, I think even in the August, James Robinson wasn't going more than like the 10th, 12th, 13th round. So it, it it's a balance and we can sometimes outsmart ourselves, but I am far less concerned – about taking people late. Like right now I'm sitting on about 38% tra- uh, Travis Fulgham, the, the Eagles wide receiver. And sure, I, it took a hit because they, they, they went in the first round and got a wide receiver. But that was a guy that I, I identified as someone who played better than his ADP. I was getting him in the 27th, 28th round if he doesn't give me anything, well, 90% of the people picked in the 27th, 28th round aren't going to give you anything. But if that, uh, that that talent, I look for the people who have already shown they can play at this level, I thought he had did that. And everyone was like, why are they playing Alshon Jeffrey instead of Travis volgam So I was really shocked that no one was drafting him except me. So if I'm wrong on something like that, I can live with it.
2: What's a hard number, Todd? Like, give me a hard number for maybe rounds one, two, and three. What's you know where? What exposure is too much exposure to a, a single player? Well, you also gotta
1: put into that equation that life sucks, <laughs> and what I mean by that is if you know we're not in control of when we draft, right? A, a little optimizer shoots out when we we get to pick, right? So in a perfect world, I don't want more than 12 to 15% of a first round guy, not much more in the second round either. I, I, you know, if you've got, if that guy goes for a 30% win rate and you've got double the field, you're you're in a very good position to have a great best ball season. If you have 25%, and that guy gets injured, or in my case, like David Johnson two years ago, doesn't do what you thought he would do, now you're going to struggle to be profitable. So th- the, those two numbers, uh, and then beyond, you you work your way up to about 23% um, You know, for guys in the first 10 rounds. But okay. later, I- I'm willing to have more, but I almost never do, and it's simply because if I do enough drafts, there's enough guys I like in a tier that I'll mix it up. Todd, that's I hope really that
2: good. I that
0: answered what you were looking
2: for. Yeah, perfect. Thank you.
0: Yeah, so here we are now, again, post-draft. And I want to ask you who, like, maybe one guy is for you that sort of rates high or the highest in terms of how much exposure you want. But I want to guess first. But, <laughs> you know, recognize up front, this is probably faulty because we are in two leagues together. And you're talking about dozens of leagues. So, Todd and I drafted, before we met tonight, drafted in two $35 FFPC best balls together. As it happens, in both leagues, Todd got the 102. And he drafted different players at 102, but the same player at 211. Mm. And I I feel like Todd is super sharp, and he's going to know who that was. 211? Is it Michael Thomas? Justin Jefferson.
2: Oh Close. no! I don't secret. think
1: I drafted him
2: twice. Uh oh.
0: Uh oh. Okay. Well, I'll have to go back. Do you? Have,
2: <laughs> do you I, have I, a strong?
0: I, 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 I hate to say <laughs> that to you. You know, he's
2: like the Rain Man. He knows, okay, Mike. He second. knows. I I, I,
1: I, I would be surprised if I have any Justin Jefferson. Oh boy. Really? Oh, I do. I've I got two. I, I've, I've got two shares. Yes. So if, 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 if for some strange reason. <laughs> Those are the two drafts. So now I'm thinking you might be right. It was only to fulfill the mission that I told you of, that I don't want to completely fade people. And that he was going like pick 18, 17, 16. So when I got him at 23, I felt like I was, that's what, what of you know, people are down on the old concept of value. But that, I still believe that when you get a five, especially in the second round, you get a four, five, six pick discount on a guy, that's when you want to take your – and get the exposure that you want, You know, just to so that if he turns out to be the best guy in the league, you're not sitting there with
0: no shares. It makes perfect sense. So we have two leagues together. In both leagues, you have Justin Jefferson. They may end up being the only leagues in which you have – Justin Jefferson. So you'll think of me if he's amazing or he gets hurt. I will. Uh, uh, but I am very high on Adam Thielen in the sixth round. In, in, Todd, in one of those leagues, you have Cook and Jefferson. That's not something you would you know, work to avoid. Well,
1: I would say that that was a victim of me drafting too many teams. That I missed that. That I didn't see that I did that.
0: I, oh. I, I swear, I'm not trying to.
1: I'm I, really I am really not cool. offended at all. I did that twice already this year with Kamara and Michael Thomas. And then I look because I'm like, oh, Michael Thomas, third round. I mean, he's a guy that I'm just scooping as much as I can in the third round. Yeah. Um, okay. Because, you know, people overreact to injury. Last year, he was being drafted as the fifth or sixth guy off the board. And and everyone's so upset that Drew Brees retired. Drew Brees isn't the old Drew Brees. Yeah. So I love Michael Thomas in the early third round and one time or twice I I took him and then I looked at him like, "Oh boy, I got Camara. That's not ideal."
0: What do you think, Adam?
2: I, honestly I don't hate it. I mean, I don't hate uh, having two top guys there. If they both if they both hit, you're good, you know. And, th- and those are the two dogs there. So um, Can I say something when um, you're of done? Of course. I'm done. I'm
1: I'm also a pretty big DFS player. Okay. And I had a lot of close calls this year. I didn't, I, a couple years ago, I won about 20 grand and, and last year, you know, it's so, it's so top heavy. If you get a top five team, it's a lot different than if you get a, your couple really good teams of the year, end up fifth to 15th. I had one team that was 32nd or 36th in the Millie maker last year. I'm a big optimizer guy these days. And I, I got to give a shout out to Zandemir from uh, One Week Season. But he was making a rule one, in every lineup, one of Jefferson, Theowen, and Cook. And sometimes at least one of. And sometimes you would get two because they were getting these huge spike weeks. And, and that's a way that best ball is very similar to DFS, mm-hmm. is you need those spike weeks you know, um, and, and so, yeah, it, it's not terrible to have them, but I don't think it's ideal either.
2: Okay.
0: Adam, are you on Minnesota? Like, as you now are or through the draft, we know Minnesota tried to draft Justin Fields. Like, they were going to draft Justin Fields. I think we know that. They drafted Kellen Mond. What does that say about I'll, – I'll say one more thing first. What does it say about their season upcoming The offensive coordinator is the son of the former offensive coordinator, Gary Kubiak. So on my WGR show, recently we called Matthew Collar, Purple Insider. He was with GR for a few years. I've known him a long time. And I said, what do you think that means? And he said, I'm think i pretty sure Mike Zimmer is going to make sure the offense is the way he wants it, which means cook. But it still meant Jefferson, and I know you'll love this, was the number one-ranked PFF receiver in the NFL. And you know how good feeling is. So Irv Smith, I don't know. Maybe Rodgers getting traded is relevant to this. What do you want to do with Minnesota? It's a very interesting team.
2: I love Minnesota. I feel like... None of the guys are really overvalued. Now, Delvin Cook, obviously, is going to be in the top three mostly, but he's an absolute stud workhorse. My only fear about with Delvin Cook is that they overwork him. But yeah, he's an absolute stud. Jefferson's going right now at the 3-2 in these football guys' drafts. And I don't hate that at all either. I mean, that's the I think it's the wide receiver six. Um, I think Jefferson's an absolute stud. And the thing about Minnesota is it's very, I, I think it's gonna be very, very concentrated. So it's you know, it's just Thielen and Jefferson jefferson as the receivers it's just just smith this year i think as as, as the tight end and Dalvin cook getting every single touch at the running back position so i think if you draft one of those guys at value or even at b- below value or good, good value so, so to speak i think you're i think you're going to be happy outside outside of injury i don't really see any of those guys busting due to not getting enough touches
0: so todd do you think about a certain team like this do you think as you're doing your prep for all these drafts, I know you do tiers and that's players and now you have the draft having ended. Is there a certain team that's coming to mind as we talk about the Vikings? I think that Daniel Jones is,
1: you know, at quarterback, I I found that I I can't answer that question because no team, well, one is that I do think that, um, because it really depends on ADP, right? Um, There's no team that jumps out at me I do expect uh, Lamar Jackson to have a bit of a bounce back season throwing the ball. And I, I think that his ADP going from the se- uh, second early third round last year to fifth, sixth round this year. And with that, with quarterbacks going early, I, I, but with later quarterbacks, I find it's always the guy who disappointed last year <laughs> often is the value this year. And I, I, As a third quarterback, I've scooped up a decent amount of Daniel Jones. I think that um, there's a chance the Giants defense uh, with a lot of unskilled guys who played above their head last year. I I could see that defense regressing. uh, And and I think the Giants have a lot of weapons. So Daniel Jones is interesting to me. And, um, oh boy, I had the other one in my head and then it just
0: popped right out. Think about it. I, I like that. I love that uh, mention, Jones. There's a lot yeah. to consider with the Giants. Galladay
2: yeah.
0: is almost as high as he was last year on a new team. And last year we were talking about avoid receivers on new teams with Diggs and Hopkins being moved. You have Barkley back. I mean, there's a lot going on with the Giants. Kadarius Toney, even. There's a lot going on with the Giants. So I was maybe.
1: disappointed that they didn't fix the offensive line a little bit. But uh, that's the real only concern is that if uh, if the offensive line he's not good under pressure. So if they can protect him, he certainly has the weapons,
2: yeah, there's a couple teams I love this year. You know, I don't want to, you know if we're gonna get off the top, but I you know, I love the the Bengals. I've already, you know if, if we get into my football guys draft oh. over the weekend. I've been loading up on Bengals. I've been. Uh, I'd like to load up on Chargers, but usually I got to pick one or the other. Love the Chargers this year. Uh, you know, offensive line's better. It's going to make everybody better. Um, but yeah, there's. I've I think got there's one some,
1: issue with the Bengals.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, their their defense is going to stink. But go 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 ahead, Todd.
1: Is it the stripes? Um, <laughs> the, no, it's that Joe Burrow had three lead, three knee uh, knee ligaments injured, and I worry that he's going to start on the pub. That's my only concern with the Bengals. You know, no, totally- and I'm not drafting a lot of Joe Burrow when uh but yeah, that's my only oh, and, and the guy that I was thinking of was Sam Darnold. I I've I I really like Sam Darnold uh with much better coaching, with much better receivers. We know he's got a good arm. Um I think Sam, you know, as a third quarterback on best ball teams, Sam Darnold is a great value right now.
2: Yeah, I, I I completely agree. I think he's going to be I mean even, you know, just the ability to check down to 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 Christian McCaffrey is just going to be, you know, he's going to get 1000 yards do, doing that, you know. So no, I, I I completely agree with you there and there's so many good best ball sacks but no, that's a great point about Burrow now that we're, you know, we're drafting in May, you know, who knows what could happen with that knee. Um uh, but that's why you're the that's why you're you're the best ball king, Todd.
1: Well, I'm I'm looking through the teams real quick. Oh, Carson Wentz is the other quarterback that I really like at ADP. He, if you look at what the numbers he actually put up before last year when everything, the wheels just came off. And, you know, he's a he's a very talented player with a very, very smart coach. I think Carson Wentz is going to, it would not surprise
0: me if Carson Wentz was a top 12 quarterback
1: this year at all.
0: I do want to hear about your football guys, teams, maybe you drafted together. But before you do that, just if anybody has an opinion. If not, the silence will speak will speak for itself. Dynasty right now, T. Higgins or Jamar Chase?
2: Chase. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There you
0: go. An answer. Well,
1: I, I would say both.
0: You sure. Know. I I, yeah. I would
1: love to see what the dip on Higgins is over the fear with uh you know, I, if I I don't play a lot of Dynasty anymore, I find that if you have too many irons in the fire, you're not good at any of them. Yeah. Uh, but I, I I feel like you know, if I was the old me, twenty years younger, and I could multitask better, I would be knocking on every T. Higgins owner's door just to see if they were more down on Chase being there than I am. What sure. about Tyler Boyd, Todd? I mean, he's going to continue to be solid. I mean, those having those two guys. I mean, he's going to be open every play.
2: Yeah, and, and usually those slot, res, those those lifelong stud slot receivers always end up getting theirs, you know. And I just uh, never want
1: to draft Jarvis Landry, and always
2: regret that I didn't. Bingo, that's right, that's right. Mike, do you, do you want to get into this to Todd's Football Guys Drafter from over the weekend?
1: Yeah, let's do it. You, do you don't want to see my dress.
2: <laughs> do, do, do you not want to talk about it, Todd? We no, no. To I,
1: I think taking ownership of uh, – I think <laughs> I, I'm really proud of myself in the way that I adjusted to my fuck-up. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, you, To listen, my screw-up.
0: This is a um, unrated but show. I, on my show, I, you can't say that, but on this show, you can.
2: <laughs> that's All right.
0: right. <laughs>
1: well,
0: I, I'm
1: team five. It, tell me what you think uh, honestly first.
2: Yeah, so if you're asking me, I, I, you know, so what's interesting to me even about your first pick is that this was post Aaron Rodgers panic, so uh, you didn't care. You took Adams at, at, at five. I, I, didn't
1: account, I, I didn't account for it. I, it's not that I didn't care. Mm-hmm. One yeah. thing about me, you'll find, is that I'm I, I'm I'm just as honest about my own screw ups.
2: Yeah, I didn't go. account for
1: it. I I worry about Alvin Kamara, who was yep. probably the right pick there. Because if taste, where I I worry less about Michael Thomas with Taysom Hill
0: than I do Kamara. Uh, Sorry, that's yeah. No, I I feel like we know that about you. Like you're somebody who's going to tell us straight. Eckler at four
2: happened. Yes. Wild. Yeah, I
0: almost swallowed my. my Wild. Couldn't Um, Eckler at two oh nine have happened? Maybe.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Eckler goes right around two uh one, 1 11 to 2-3 is where Eckerle is going to live okay yes
2: yeah i i i, I agree there i personally wow. would have take i would have taken barkley personally i think that offense like you said is going to be uh back and as long as barkley's back uh healthy which i think he will be i love the barkley pick there adam yes
0: are we having the person that picked Eckler one hundred and four on the show?
2: Well, Todd hit it because he's a he's a you know that's what you're that's what you're supposed to do. So I don't know who it is, but if if they're if, if they're listening and the Eckler owner <laughs> wants wants to give us a call, my DMs are open, and uh, I would love to talk about Eckler because I I like him. If someone super smart likes him at the one hundred and four, I want to hear all all about it. So I think I, I think
0: he's great. I mean, Evan Silva did a rundown today of his what he was in 2019, what he was before he got hurt last year, what he was after he came back last year. It's all good. They didn't draft anybody. It's all good. But if you're at 104, isn't there? Yeah.
2: A- Todd, do you, do you know who, who the owner is at 104? I didn't. Okay. But I will tell Let's you, I on. am
1: a little concerned about the Chargers. One of the real sneaky advantages in doing this is, you, you know, because you got to look at why teams get into shootouts they Their lost defense. derwin james yep. the d de- you know they had other injuries on defense there's a lot of talent on that defense mm-hmm. they brought in a defensive head coach i were you know so i'm passing on justin herbert because he's going right where russell wilson's going where aaron Rodgers is going uh up until this point i worry with my worry with the chargers is that they don't need to score as
0: many points as they did last year. So, this is the 20 is this the first 20 rounds or is this the whole thing? That's the, whole, the whole thing. Whole thing. One quarterback, Todd. Yeah. That's, That's the one. that is the
1: that is the absolute right way to play these leagues. Unless uh, late there's nobody you like or you um have a, a later quarterback you don't like as much, but when you take a stud like uh, Rodgers, like Jackson, yep. um, you're going to start him 15 weeks out of 16. Yeah, yep. and you're never going to sit him. And yep. especially when you're drafting early, the theory behind it is, is that you're looking to hit magic with the other positions. And when if you know these leagues or or most leagues, you can always find quarterbacks on the waiver wire i have no doubt that when it comes time for my buy whenever that is i'll find a startable starting you know uh a, sometime last year baker mayfield was on the the waiver wire almost all year right so the the right thing to do in these kinds of drafts where it's a five hundred thousand up front is you're trying to find this year's james robinson not a backup quarterback or a handcuff for your starter adam team yeah, for you
2: I wasn't in in, in this one, so I had a different draft over over the weekend uh, that I I did, but we can just – Yeah, so so, so where this went off the
1: rails for me was in round two. I was looking at uh, Mixon or Miles Sanders and Hopkins, and I took Hopkins thinking, trying to be too cute, hoping that Mixon, Miles Sanders, or Najee Harris would make it to me in the third round, and they didn't. Oh wow! And um, and so then what I had to do, I wasn't going to pass on Andrews in the fourth, or and then once I had him, Jackson in the sixth, right? So, yeah. So then there was no and and I wanted Miles Gaskin, and he went before. Uh, if uh, I should have probably taken Gaskin over Javante, but so so I realized that I had screwed up. That you know, my best intentions didn't come to pass. I was really weak at running back, so I threw a ton of darts at that position, way more than I normally do, because that's what I'm gonna need. I need to get lucky at the running back position, or I'm gonna be zero and four in a in a in an eleven or twelve week regular season. I'm not gonna get to the next
0: round. Tom, yeah. we we've kept you a long time, but. I blew it with Jefferson. We were talking about your FFPC drafts with me. Yep. But uh, the other two guys was going to mention. I was, I was going to mention are both on this roster. You drafted in both leagues we're in together. They're both on your team here too. I'll just tell you because I don't, I don't want you to feel bad. Portland yep. Sutton and Jeffrey Wilson.
2: There you go. Yeah, now not- is the is the Jeffrey Wilson Trey Sermon thing? Is that just a you're planning on getting one of those as as, as the number one back there?
1: Maybe it's a little too cute, but. I really need a running back. And now I've got two out of three of the guys who are most likely to be in the best running offense in the league. Yep. So if one of those two becomes the lead dog, I won't care. In other words, if one of them turns into a guy who pays off a third round value, I won't care that I drafted both of them.
2: Correct. And that's the way I always look at it too. Uh, You know, Would you trade a ninth and 10th round pick for a third round pick? Every single time, every (laughs) single time. So, yeah, that's the way I look at it. I like that, you know, um, Trey Sermon, a lot of, uh, you know, smart people really liked him coming in. He goes into a great running offense there. Matt
1: Waldman. Matt Waldman. You want to. Again? I, 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 I am a big Matt Waldman guy. He's Matt Waldman's number one running back. I watch my own tape too. I love his ability to cut back that one cut yeah he's really good with that and that's perfect I think for his Shanahan offense yeah so um I do I don't know if it'll be this year but I think Trey Sermon is gonna be, I mean that offensive they brought in Alex Mack they've got Kittle they brought Juszczyk back Trent Williams I mean that offensive line whoever whoever the lead back is on this team is probably looking at close to five yards a carry
2: yeah no I I completely agree um at the, you know the one guy. Did what's your thought on? Because I have in uh, my football guys, I took Ramondre Stevenson as well. What's your is that just a hey? He might uh, be be the guy there.
1: Again, I was. If you're gonna t- all right. So again, it goes back to the theory here. I'm. I mean, I did take James White, who is kind of a fill in, get you ten points guy. Yeah. but the point is, if you're gonna go for darts, go for high upside guys. Yeah, right. There's there's no point in this build that I have to take a lot of guys who you know are gonna most likely be the second guy in a in a in a in a running back by committee. Yeah, I need a lot of luck. I don't know a lot about Ramondre Stevenson, but I do know that historically, the 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 guy we don't think is going to be the lead back in the New England ends up being the lead back in New England.
2: Yeah. Always take the cheapest guy there for sure.
0: Yeah. It's good. Uh, Sutton Todd, before we leave this, is he somebody you're in love with? That's not a Rogers pick because you were doing that in our leagues too. I, I have a lot of Sutton as well. Like I think he's the best receiver on that team. And if they happen to fall into Rogers, even better.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, Teddy Bridgewater is a little concerning to me because he, he doesn't get the ball down the field, which is where Sutton can win. But I just think if he hadn't gotten hurt last year, he'd be a third or fourth, fifth-round pick at the worst. Um, and I love taking talent. I love taking chances on really talented guys who are undervalued because of something that was out of their control. Right. Right.
2: Yeah, I, I have Sutton in a bunch of leagues as well. I took him in my football guys as well. I think where he's going, I think I might have even gotten him in the eighth round. I think where he's going is just a great spot. And I think he's a guy that over the summers people see he's healthy, he's coming back. I think he'll start to move up around a round or two. So now's the time to to grab guys like like Cortland Sutton.
0: Todd, you were drafting ETN or rather Javante Williams above ETN in the best balls before the draft.
1: I wasn't drafting too much of either of those two.
0: Okay. I you know
1: Matt Waldman had was not on ATN. I, I I and he's the one guy up top I didn't I didn't watch tape on. But my thought was uh that most likely he wasn't going to be a lead guy year one. That he would commit like you, we've already heard uh Urban Myers say that he's a guy who they're going to mix in with James Robinson and you know there's Carlos Hyde and I, I just didn't think he profiled as a guy who's going to get a ton of touches. Yeah, and so you know, then you add in, well, I don't know where he might end up, or how talented he might be, and so um, I was really pounding wide receivers and tight ends when where he and Javante were going in most of my best balls. My theory for most of my best balls this year is take a stud, one stud running back in one of the first three rounds because I do consider Miles Sanders or even Joe Mixon in that category, but most of the time I would get one in the first or second round that uh, so that I know that I've got one good running back, and then I was doing a lot of what we were just talking about, taking not as heavy as it was with this, but building out a team that was so strong at the other three positions, and then I only need one of five or six other running backs to get me 10 or 12 points a week, if my stud running back has a good year and the rest of the team is dominating, I'm taking a bet that if one of those five or six running backs do well, and, and before the draft, a lot of those guys are great values, uh, I think that was a very interesting strategy because I really felt like this year more than any other. Once you got to the fourth round, you were giving up so much opportunity cost by taking the running backs over the wide receivers.
0: Yeah, yep,
2: yeah, completely agree.
0: Todd, this is the most fun I've had in a long time. You, you <laughs> well, are a delight. We're going to talk again. I'm not shy. Great job. <laughs> no, great. <laughs> Neither are we. I, I I really
1: enjoyed the questions and the time, and I I really appreciate you having me on, guys. See you in Vegas. Uh, I'm I'm, I'm thinking about it.
2: Yes. So I've, never, I've never gone. We're not, I'm,
1: I'm, I'm double vexed.
2: Mike and, and I, I are have done to, thinking about it. We're going. And, to my, and, my,
1: and, my, and my divorce is final. So I've got money. I've Vegas got it is.
2: <laughs> um, hey, real be, quick before but before you go, Todd, give a couple shout outs. Who are some guys that you trust in the industry? I know you mentioned Matt Waldman. You mentioned Rotoviz. Who are some guys that you really lean on or some sites or some material that you really lean on to make your decisions?
1: I believe that, you know, I love the Twitter dialogues. I yes. like to go into, I like to hear, you know, see someone make a point about a player and then you'll notice I ask a lot of questions. Well, why yep. do you like him? Aren't you concerned about, and if you, and if you've ever listened to my podcast, I use my podcast to work out my own process. Yep. So like if I brought you on and you're, you were an expert on X and I had questions about X. I'm going to use the podcast to kind of pick your brain and learn. So um, I find that if you join too many sites and, and listen to too many opinions, you can get yourself in a bad place. But I really like having control of a situation, asking intelligent questions. And I think that the people who do like my podcast like it because uh, I'm going a, f- I feel like I go a few levels deeper than a lot of guys.
2: Yeah. No, I've I've listened to it, Todd. I know we've spoken a bunch of times, and I certainly listen to it. Yeah, that wasn't it,
1: an insult.
2: It's a deep dive. No, I know.
1: It, because we're the deeper. deep end. That's, right. sure that's, right. uh, that's right. That's oh, right. That's why you. That's why you did it. Okay. That's right. <laughs>
0: I didn't want you to think I
1: was insulting you. I feel <laughs> like
0: we will see you in Vegas. Adam and I are going to be there, set up for main event week little draft sharks deep end show and it'll be my first time there in this sort of uh world but i'm excited about it you and i will talk and we'll both get there i think i think we'll both get
1: there i I am super excited that we got to meet thank you so much
0: yeah likewise thanks todd good luck this year we'll see you in a few months all right todd from pa adam come on
2: listen let's let's just bring him back on and do it again i mean that was right now that's, that's right. Bring him back in. Welcome, Tom. <laughs> There's so much I want to. Yeah, like the, the best ball stuff, so, so good. He's so much better than I am at best ball just because he just know, you know, like even the, the 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 Burrow comment. Like I'm drafting Burrow all over the place. Like, well, he might start in the pump. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a good point. It's May. I should probably think about that. Um,
0: well, you knew that, though.
2: I knew it. No, yeah. No, this that's is course. what
0: you wanted for this idea. That's right. You that's wanted right. that guy to talk about how he does it and he just answered questions he liked a good question i love a guy who likes a good question yep and he sort of laid it out so um very cool awesome stuff so the draft is over and i am in dynasty leagues yep i am going to get to the point todd's at where he's like i'm spread too thin but i'm not there yet Yep. and between when i got home from work and when i sat down to do this yeah. I mean, this work my radio show in Buffalo I had five trade offers involving draft picks for dynasty leagues like it is happening right now it is on fire a little bit and so Najee Harris in a one quarterback league or Kyle Pitts there's sort of a Kyle Pitts mania the wide receiver thing and then with the quarterbacks there's Lawrence but there's Lance but there's fields there's a lot happening right now and in terms of offers you know you just got to make sure you do what's in the best interest of your team it's it's uh, always the way but yep there's a lot in the air right now and it's fun
2: yeah it's it's this is my this is my my time of year best ball i do it to kind of hold me over and that's fun and you don't have to you manage those during the year but once the nfl draft is over once you know the football guys drafts kick off that's when it's to me that's 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 when draft season starts um head of draft uh, Sunday and it went okay. Got to build from there. I'll have 20 something more of those going. And so um, it's nice to kind of get my feet wet, but, uh, but yeah, you dynasty too. Like I get so, you know, dynasty is kind of another one that I, most dynasty leagues I co-own and, and stuff like that. And um, like you said, the trade offers are coming in. Um, I've got all these FFPC rookie drafts are coming up. Your drafts coming up in a couple of weeks, your dynasty league. So I still got get to through, get, get through those, too, in the next cu- couple weeks um, before the heavy hitting starts, really, in June and July and August.
0: Yeah, May, I read at uh, Football Guys how May is the best month for Dynasty players, and I might agree. Yeah. Um, I've got a lot of them are slow drafts, but by Wednesday, I'll have four, I think, underway. Yeah. And I feel like I'm late.
2: <laughs> no, so I'm started no, started
0: on Monday, so can't nope. wait. It's the best. I know. Um, One offer that I'll tell you about is, so Superflex, right? Yep. 101 tends to be Lawrence. Doesn't have to be, I think. Okay. There's Lance, and there's the the Pitts people, and I might want to be one of the Pitts people. And then there's Chase, and then there's Harris, because you're still playing fantasy football, and the running back position is so important. So there's Harris. There's so many different ways you can go, depending on your team build. An offer I got was 101 for 103 and Chris Carson. Don't so think too have, much about it. It's a PPR league.
2: You have, I mean, you, you have the 101? Nope. Okay. So they offered you the, 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 the 101 mm-hmm. for the 103 and Chris Carson. Holy cow. I mean, um, what's,
0: what's three, Adam? Three uh, you, is Lawrence, Lance, Chase. Is it su-
2: so this is Superflex, Mike? Yes. Uh, okay. Three's fine. Yeah.
0: What are, what are the odds that one outperforms three in any amount of time? They're not great.
2: Right. Yeah, no, I think one, yeah. One's going to be Lawrence and three, I mean, what's three going to be? Is that going to be another quarter? Is it going to be Najee? Like, what do you, you know? It could
0: be. It could be Pitts, Chase, Harris. I think all of those, depending on your team, they're all fine. Lance. Yeah. Justin Fields, by the way, is he 106? Like, sure. I don't need to be one one, but I like being between three and six. If I could have two picks there. I would want yeah. that.
2: I love, I, you know, I love superflex, even for, especially for the dynasty, and the dynasty startups, because now it's like even if you're picking tenth, you feel okay because you're going to get. One of those stud receivers or one of those running backs, because especially this year with all those quarterbacks go going go high, I think it really would depend on, uh, you know, what what your quarterback depth is, Mike, and what your running back depth is, and and how to you know what what is the best for your for, for your team build, you, you know what I mean? But I man, I I would probably prefer the one three in Carson over the one one.
0: It really depends on what you have. Like Carson is somebody right. that if I'm rebuilding, I should try to turn into someone else. But uh, sure. the, sec- the second round of these drafts gets thin quickly. Yeah. So it's a little bit lopsided this year. All right. Yeah. So landing spots, you know, we're doing uh, dynasty leagues and the super flex factor. We talked a little bit about this last week, too. Is there a certain rookie that landed on a certain team that's like exciting or best for you or is there something about that that you're sort of focused on as you go day-to-day?
2: Day? Yeah. I mean, I obviously Najee Harris landed in kind of the perfect spot for Pittsburgh and for, for, for him, you know, power running. Back. I mean, he doesn't run as hard as I would like or some people would like, um, but, you know, that – I think he's going to get a ton, a ton of touches. They took a real good rookie blocking to tight end there as, as well. Um, so I, I think the Steelers are going to. He's going to get a ton of, a ton of carries there. It's a ton of run there. Um, but a couple guys that I that I really like, and um, the kid that went to the went to the Jets, Michael Michael Carter. You know, we had Jay Moyer on the show. Loved Michael Carter, and I couldn't wait to see his piece when they, when these rookies came out and he, you know, uh, and he liked the landing spot. He loved the landing spot for him with their, with their running scheme and Michael Carter's strengths. He, he loves uh, kind of that, that spot for Michael Carter. I think he's, I'm trying to find his ADP here, but I want to say he's going in like the eighth, the eighth or ninth round too in the, in these, in these, these football guys. So um not too expensive, not too cheap. Uh But if you can get him as your RB4, and all he's got to do is outplay Tevin Coleman or just not get hurt, you know. Um, he he could have a he could do really well there. And then obviously a, a guy that we talked about earlier, uh, the running back for San Francisco there, Sermon. Uh, Sermon, yeah. yeah. Sermon's another one ended up in a great landing spot. Has a little competition. My only concern is Trey Lance. You know, running quarterbacks uh, tend to kind of zap a little value from their running backs, but. um But uh, but Lance can obviously do do it all. So that'll be an interesting thing to see, too, to kind of monitor. But, yeah, I love the Lance and the Carter landing spots. If you're looking for – if you start with, like, an early wide receiver-heavy build, grab one or both of those guys. If one of them hit, you're you're, you're in good shape.
0: Sermon, we talked about it before. I agree. Javante Williams, another one. So a lot of good uh, spots. Not as many as I think I was hoping for. But um, Elijah Moore – still um we'll be we'll be able to figure out of this out over the course of the next few weeks. Adam, thank you. Mm-hmm. Todd from PA. Thanks everybody for watching and we will see you soon again on the deep end.
2: You got it.